Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the First and Moose podcast presented by U92, the most student radio station of West Virginia University. I'm your host, as always, Patrick McCabe, along with my co-host, Manny, Man- Manny Mardiega. Excuse me, folks, we have made it all the way to conference cha- championship week, NFC championship at 3 o'clock on Sunday, and at 6.37 on Sunday night be the AFC championship. We've made it to the final four, the best four teams in the NFL at this point in this season. Manny, what's the feeling, you know, after another long NFL NFL season done, the second one uh, with 17 games in the season instead of 16? It it feels like it's been forever since the start of the season. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, the biggest thing with a longer season is – it gives teams more of a chance to to grow and really change from what they were at the beginning of the year. Um, I don't want to say it gives them more room to kind of um, to fail and like not play the, their best and still have a chance to get in, but it certainly gives uh, a lot s- smaller teams, I guess, smaller franchises that um, that are slow right off the bat to kind of get in, grow into their own get better, know who they are, and then still have a good timetable to take that into playoff time and still be in contention, not play about six games and you already know that they're not going to make the playoffs. So that's the, I think that's one of the biggest things, one of the biggest positives with this longer season. And uh, now we see, I think all four teams that are left are playing their best football and credit to the longer season there, like I said, but um, yeah, just excited to see each of them play and very similar in some aspects for each team going into the matchups against uh, the other, but very different in some key areas that'll probably make the difference in uh, come Sunday. It'll definitely be interesting. Again, we've made it so far in the season already, and it's going to be two action-packed conference championships. Before we get into that, though, we talked about, we I think it was yesterday maybe that it got announced, but Frank Reich, the former Colts head coach, former Eagles offensive coordinator, was announced as the new Panthers head coach yesterday, I'm pretty sure, two days ago. It's an interesting hire. Again, he's someone that's very offensive-minded. He was a quarterback. Uh, obviously, you know, helped lead the Eagles to the Super Bowl in 2017, so he has the Super Bowl experience. What do you think? What do you make of this hire for Carolina? Uh, you know, I don't know where they're going to go with the QB spot uh, at this point. You know, you have you get you traded away Baker. Uh, you still have Sam Darnold. You still have Matt Corral, who was out all season, if I'm not mistaken. So I don't know what to make of this hire. Yeah, it's. Uh, I was kind of surprised because I thought Steve Wilkes did a decent job to kind of at least be more of a contention um, for them to make a decision. I didn't think they'd make one this quickly, especially with Frank Reich, because we saw how it went with him as an as an offensive coordinator and how he just did as a head coach. So I thought he was going to get an offensive coordinator job. I didn't think another team was going to give him um, a head coaching job, but it was the team that he quarterbacked for. So he has some connections there, has some roots there. So that is something that I guess ties into it, but I I wouldn't, lo- I don't love it. Um, especially just cause I said like how it went in Indianapolis and how quickly he got the job, another job. So 
Um, if I were to give it a letter grade, maybe C plus, B minus at best. Um, just because I thought it'd be somebody else. I thought they'd go after a bigger name, like I don't know, like D'Amico Ryan's maybe. Uh, Ryan Flores even. Uh, names like that that um I think are more deserving, have a better resume, recent resume than uh than Frank Reich does. This is interesting. I actually just looked this up. Frank Reich threw the first touchdown in Panthers history. In 1995, he was their first ever quarterback, <laughs> and he started the first three games in their inaugural season 1995. He also took the first snap in their history. So a little bit of interesting background on that. I don't know what to make of it either. I'm going to give it a letter grade. Yeah, I'd probably be around where you are, C plus, B minus grade. It's not, you know, a super flashy hire. Um, it's someone who's trying to revitalize his career uh, after starting out. Okay, I mean, he really got dealt. Like, I mean, Indianapolis has just been dealt the worst hand with quarterbacks uh, over the last couple of years, ever since Andrew Luck retired. So it's going to be hard. It was going to be hard for any coach, especially right. Uh, you know, it'll be interesting. I think for him in Carolina, the potential is there, but you don't have Christian McCaffrey anymore. You know, that was a huge part of your, not only on field product, but just off the field as well. He's an extremely marketable player. It's going to be interesting to see what that team does over the next couple of seasons. Potential is maybe there, but again, it's not a flashy hire. You much, I think you much rather go for D'Amico Ryan, who I think it's going to get the Texans job. Uh, but we can get into Coach and Carol Sell uh, next week. That'll be an interesting conversation. Let's get into this com- these conference championships, starting with the NFC Conference Championship on. Sunday at 3 o'clock, Eagles versus the 49ers. It's at home for Philadelphia, and it is going to be a extremely exciting day. I cannot personally wait for it. Uh, it's just going to – it is going to drag by until 3 o'clock on Sunday. Another sold-out crowd for Philadelphia. What are you looking for for Philadelphia in this game? You know, they're at home. They have everything going for them at this point. What do you need to see out of them going into this game to propel them to another Super Bowl? Uh, I want to say their ability to, to contain the run. That's something that with all these teams, if you get them away from the run, I think it'll be huge. Um, because I know that the, all the teams left have great quarterbacks, right? And, uh, it'd be obvious to say that you don't want them throwing the ball all over you, but they use the run to set up the pass, obviously, and especially the 49ers uh, with Kyle Shanahan, the system that he runs, right? A big reason why he drafted Trey Lance was because he brought that running aspect and he could give him more things to do with uh, Elijah Mitchell and uh, their different backs that they had at the beginning of the season. Now with Christian McCaffrey, imagine if they had Trey Lance with that running ability they could probably do similar things that the Eagles could do with Jalen Hurts just because he could run. Um, but Brock Purdy doesn't allow you really to do that. He can move, but he's not really a runner like like those two. Um, so it would be huge for the Eagles to kind of set the set the edge really in this game and kind of make Christian McCaffrey run towards the middle because you have a lot bigger bodies in there like Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham, and a, 
uh, Hargrave in there to to prevent him from from getting any yardage in there. And I don't see him breaking a big one out, running through the middle. Um, so if they set their edges right and contain the run, it'll just also contain the pocket for Brock Purdy, getting him to feel a lot more pressure, especially in Philly. That crowd's going to be crazy. And if he's just, if all that attention gets to him early, I think it'll be uh, bad signs for the 49ers. So I think that's the biggest thing, containing the run and setting the edge on that pocket and in those running lanes for the Eagles to get their defense off the field quickly and just keep the offense out there cooking and uh, really dwindle down this game with the running game that we touched on uh, last time. For you, so we talked about the Eagles. What are you looking for for the 49ers? The younger, they're the underdog here, but they're still a very talented team. A lot of great weapons on the team. And, of course, you have Mr. Relevant, the starting quarterback, Brock Purdy, you know, making his third playoff start for the 49ers and in total. What are you looking for for the 49ers in this game to potentially cause an upset? Note, your answer really does hold something here. So, let that let, – yeah, letting, letting you know. Uh, well, for the 49ers, almost similarly, the same thing. The biggest thing is, um, with it kind of neutralizes the their best defensive player when the Eagles do the, the, I can't think of it now. <laughs> the, oh, what am I? The option, the option when they run the option with Jalen Hurts and uh, Miles Sanders. You, if you see close of the games prior. Um, Michael Parsons, obviously the best defensive player on the the Cowboys defense, it it kind of stuns him when uh, he doesn't know who has the ball. So that gives the opportunity for a pulling, I don't know, Lane Johnson, uh, Dickerson even as well to come across and block um, Nick Bosa now in this case coming into this. He gives them to set the block on a Michael Parsons or a Nick Bosa, and then they can't really do anything because they're taken out of the play. Um, so for the 49ers, if I'm D'Amico Ryan's communicating something to anybody. It's Nick Bosa. If I'm in his position, I'm telling him that he's got to pick one before one of the offensive linemen get to him to not just wait there and allow them to get their hands on him first. I'd probably tell him to pick Miles Sanders most of the time and just kind of gamble on that because then um, the offensive lineman can't get a chance to get his hands on you. And, and if you do get it right, you blow up the play. And if not, then you live to play another down uh, potentially, or you could have possibly Fred Warner kind of having the assignment to spy Jalen Hurts a lot of the time because, in my opinion, he's probably the best middle linebacker in the game today. So um, he's just a crazy, crazy athlete that can come as close as you can get to the athleticism of Jalen Hurts. Um, that's another option, but I like those options a lot better than bringing a lot more bodies into the box because I don't like the idea of having AJ Brown or Devontae Smith one-on-one on the outside. So I go along that, that route and just either telling Nick Bosa to jump the gun and pick whichever one he thinks has the ball first or having Fred Warner just around the box at all times or even Mufanga from the, um, from the safety position. Cause we've seen him there a lot of the times just roaming around um, that could be something interesting to see him around the box just to give Jalen Hurts a different look, maybe confuse him a little bit, just throw something off for, for the 49ers defense to possibly get a takeaway or just um, confuse Jalen Hurts a little bit. Yeah, it's going to be interesting for the 49ers. Again, this is the team that, like you talked about, you rattle off a couple of names, Nick Bosa, Fred Warner, 
on the defensive side, you also, again, you still have Debo Samuel, you have Brandon Ayuk, you have uh, Christian McCaffrey, you have George Kittle on the offense. There's a lot of, there are a lot of weapons for Brock Purdy in the 49ers offense. So the fact that the over-under is at 46, I think is probably going to be hit as an over. In my opinion, this is going to be a very high-scoring affair. Uh, as much as I like the Eagles' defense, and I think they're going to do a good job, they're probably going to get two, three sacks on Sunday afternoon, it's still going to be a high-scoring affair in my eyes. This is going to be a game that you're looking at it being 35-31 in favor of the Eagles. That's, uh, I don't know. I mean, it's hard because I you would think of it like that, and I kind of hope to see a game like that just um, for the entertainment-wise, but I, I kind of feel like one team is either going to struggle or both teams, or we might see games similarly to like that of the Cowboys and Niners games. But it's hard to say that because the Eagles just like to demolish the Giants, but we all knew the Giants weren't up to that standard. So uh, if I were to pick one, if I had to pick one right now, I'd say more of a uh, similar game that it was to the Cowboys and 49ers one, possibly because both defenses are very good. And whichever one, it ultimately came down to Dak turning the ball over in that one. So uh, it's going to be similar in uh, in this game as well, which quarterback um, is going to be under the more pressure and kind of crumbles under that pressure, essentially, will be Brock Purdy in his like eighth start, I think, overall, or um, Jalen Hurts, who has played well up to this point, but also playing in his first conference championship game. Yeah, again, this is another interesting stat. He's the fifth all-time uh Brock Purdy, excuse me, fifth all-time rookie quarterback to reach the conference title game in his first season. All four before him lost. Uh, that includes Sean King, Ben Roethlisberger, Joe Flacco, and Mark Sanchez. Hmm. That hasn't been one in 13 years, but, you know, this is a, I'd say maybe this is probably a better team than any of those four had. It's still, I still think, you know, with the way that the Eagles are playing, you get Avante Maddox back this week, which is a huge help to that secondary for the Eagles. Everyone else is healthy. Uh, Maddox doesn't even have an IR. He doesn't even have a designation. He's free to go. Hertz looks, I mean, Hertz looks as, as good as he has all season. He even says he's not 100%, but, you know, he's still making fantastic throws. It is going to be... Again, I go back and forth between it being, like you said, a Cowboys-Niners game where it's going to be 19-14 or it's going to be a high-scoring affair where it's 35-31. to What is your prediction for this one? Final prediction before the games on the weekend. Uh, God. I'm going to say... I'm going to say the Eagles win... I have to say the Eagles win. I can't see them losing because I can't give you a reason why they lose um, other than they just mess it up for themselves. But that's not really a valid reason. Any team would lose if they messed it up for themselves. So I'm going to say the Eagles win because they their defense is just too much for Brock. Um, he'll finally look like Mr. Irrele- Mr. Irrelevant in this game. And I'll say the, the Eagles win it. 
I'll say they win 24 to 24 to 14 they'll win. Interesting. Interesting. That's a good I'll take I'll still take that. That's a good score. Let's move on to the AFC Championship. This will be I think this might be the more entertaining game. Bengals Chiefs at Arrowhead. And the fight is it is going to be a very testy game. It already is testy between these two sides. Uh, I don't know. Did you see Chris Jones comment today in his press conference? Oh, yeah. Burrowhead. Burrowhead. Yeah. It's it's pretty funny. It is going to be a it's going to be a highly competitive game. And I think it's going to be again, it's going to be the better the better of the two games this weekend. I think when you're pitting two teams against each other, like the Bengals and the Chiefs, the storyline of Patrick Mahomes, of course, with his injury, you don't know how healthy he's going to be, you know, going into this game. And we talked about it a little bit uh, in our previous episode, recapping his past divisional round. Uh, but it is, it's a very, you know, it, there's a very real chance that Patrick Mahomes is not going to be able to carry this team like he has at points this season. And he is probably going to have to do that on Sunday. I don't know if he's going to be able to with his health. That's my only concern because his his foot did not look good at all uh, last week in the divisional. That's right. And I don't know. I don't, some people have seen, you've seen the clips of him walking off the, the press conference thing. And in practice, he was a full participant, I think, on Wednesday. Um so yeah, it's it's definitely gonna be taped up um extra and I don't know how much mobility you have with that much taping on your ankle anyways, regardless if it's uh, feeling good, it's probably gonna be taped up extra. So that thing's gonna be as solid as you could probably get. There's not, not gonna be much um leeway in terms of moving your ankle, possibly stopping on a dime, moving, changing direction. So all stuff that characterizes this game. Um so it'll be interesting to see how good he's moving that way. That short burst quickness that he usually has that kind of surprises some defensive players. That'll be huge in this game. And their old line, I think, could play better. And I think without um their old line playing better, their weapons are just not comparable really to uh the what the Bengals have. The Bengals just have more of their star power compared to the Chiefs. The Chiefs only really have tra- uh, Travis Kelsey, and everybody else is kind of getting into their own. They're not really um, there yet, whereas the Bengals have Jamar, T. Higgins, who could be a one on any other team probably, and Tyler Boyd, who's their reliable weapon. Even their tight ends, Hayden Hurst is playing great, Joe Mixon. Um, so they always they have a better established offense, I would say, but Patrick Mahomes is a game changer like we know, and that will ultimately – probably be the decider in this one and you can't also I guess without saying just talk about Joe here for a second um he seems pretty comfortable when he plays but last time he went to Arrowhead in this sim this exact same spot last year he and the the Bengals as a whole really didn't do much in the first half and if, if it wasn't for the Chiefs just completely breaking down the Chiefs probably handled that game not easily, but very comfortably, you could say, because the Bengals just weren't in it in the first half at all until they turned it on. So that's something also look look out for because if Burrow comes out slinging and hot, I think the Chiefs will find themselves in a tough position to 
get anything going if Mahomes isn't ready to turn it on right away. It's going to be a fun one. I think it's going to be, again, it's going to be a game where you're not going to want to look away in this one because you have two high-powered offense, two high-powered offenses, excuse me. Uh, you know, probably one of the best uh, partnerships in the NFL at the moment with Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. You also have another great partnership on the other side with Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow also has T. Higgins. He also has Joe Mixon. He also has who else am I missing? Is there T. Higgins, Jamar Chase, and Tyler Boyd? Tyler Boyd. Is that it? I mean, those are the three biggest ones. Yeah. Like you're yeah, just counting pass catchers. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's what I thought. Uh, and then of course, with the Chiefs, you don't really have a true number one, but you have Marquez Valdez, Scantling who's still the hardest thing to stay in <laughs> one breath in the NFL. Uh, of course, you have Kelsey, who I just mentioned. You also have Juju Smith-Schuster, again, one of the harder names. A little bit easier to say in one breath, but still not easy. Uh, it's going to be – I think this might be a little bit more high-powered. I will say this might be the game to go to overtime over the Eagles game. The Eagles game, I think, will be – just a regulation win for the Eagles. This game has a good chance of going to overtime. Again, I don't know why. It, I don't know if I really have a reason for it, but I just feel like there's going to be some overtime game this weekend out of the two, and I think it's going to be the Bengals-Chiefs game. I don't know why I feel that way, but it just seems like that's written in script at this point. We got to have one with the new overtime rules. We haven't had one yet, and we still have yet to see these new overtime rules. So we have to get at least one. And, yeah, I think you're right. I think it'll – out of the two games, it'll definitely be this one. Um, and if it is, who do you give the edge to? Do you give the edge to the Chiefs who have been in these overtime games, or, or do you still stick with Burrow and their more high-powered offense? I would probably go with the Chiefs just because they've done it before, but uh, I'd like to – know what you think about that about what the new overtime rules or just who would you give the edge to if it does go into overtime if it goes to overtime i probably give it to the chiefs because they have experience in the in overtime they have experience yeah. last year against the bills mm -hmm. yeah so they have experience against them last year I'd probably have to give it to the Chiefs as much as I really, you know, I go back and forth. Again, I think the Eagles will make it from the NFC, but the storyline is there, of course, with Kansas City. Obviously, Andy Reid being the Eagles head coach throughout majority of my childhood, actually all of my childhood, he was the head coach. Uh, and he's been the Chiefs head coach now for, 10 years now, actually, which is crazy to think about. Um, the storyline is there. Uh, it'll certainly be interesting. I know there, I know my dad will probably be talking about it all week uh, leading up into the Super Bowl about Andy's antics and his clock management. Uh, I think Philadelphia would love him if he had a clock management mishap in the Super Bowl. He hasn't had one in a long time. That was his biggest 
that was always his biggest uh, Achilles heel in Philadelphia is he could never manage the clock well. Uh, like in Mike McCarthy, of course, no shade at all. Um, the storyline is there for Philadelphia, Kansas City. I'd also like this, in, I'd also like Philadelphia, Cincinnati. I, I'm a Joe Burrow guy, I don't know. I just, I really like Joe Burrow. I mean, it's hard they hate the guy, like, he does everything right. He, I mean, on the field. He's as good as you could possibly get off the field. He is the definition of a nerd. <laughs> he is one of the nerdiest quarterback, one of the nerdiest players I think I've ever seen in the NFL. Like this man talks about playing Star Wars Battlefront, which if you don't know, is a very hard game to get into, and it's extremely nerdy. Uh, I can say that as a Star Wars nerd, it's a nerdy game to get into. Uh I don't know. Did you see the video of his mom making a video with him singing the Pledge of Allegiance and he's standing there wearing like a Super Mario Bros shirt? I haven't seen the video. I saw the picture oh of him gosh. in the in the Chiefs helmet with his mom. I didn't see the I didn't see that video. Oh yeah. Watch the Pledge of Allegiance video. It's so it's so weird because he's just standing there and his mom is like, "Hi everyone." This is my son, Joe Burrow. And he was like, yeah, no, like, no, really. Like, we all know that's Joe Burrow. And he's just standing there, like, hands in his pockets with a Super Mario. I think it's, oh, my God, what is it? Super Mario something. I remember what it was. But, it, 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 I mean, he is, he's so easy to root for as a non-Bengals fan. You know, I almost, I really want him to win. I also don't like Patrick Mahomes. I really don't like Patrick Mahomes. That like is his... a hot take. That is crazy. That what? is actually insane. That you what? You can't say you don't like Patrick just because of his wife, I guess, or his no, family. I was not, you were no, 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 no. I was not going to. That is crazy. No, no, I was not. All right, finish your thought. Finish your thought. <laughs> okay, that was my thought. I don't, I, God, I don't know. I love Travis Kelsey. I think he's a, I really like Travis Kelsey, mainly because he's Jason Kelsey's brother, but also because Travis is incredibly funny. Their podcast is hilarious. Great I don't podcast. know if you've had great podcasts. They do a fantastic job. Um, I, I don't know. I'm just not a Patrick Mahomes fan. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Uh yeah, no, I don't know. I'm just not. A, I'm not a fan. I, ever since his family like had all those issues last year, and that's not a that's not an indictment on him. The fact they haven't had anything happen this year uh, probably says that you know he said something like, "Hey, you gotta stop here because this is ruining my career and people's perception of me." But yeah, no, I'm I'm not a huge. I'm not as big of a Patrick Mahomes fan. Uh, as I was, I would say I'm definitely. I've really gotten on the Joe Burrow train over the last couple of weeks. Uh, so who's the best quarterback in the NFL? The best. Oh my god! You know we finished up our previews, so that's a good. So we got there at least. We haven't hit our ten minutes yet, which is that has to be a record. That has to be a record. We haven't hit ten minutes yet uh, left on our Zoom. Best quarterback in the NFL. Gosh. Oh my gosh, that's a good one. 
it's a toss-up. It's not Josh Allen. I think Josh Allen has to work on keeping his calm in tough situations. That's something that he struggled with a little bit this this postseason. And I think it's something he has to work on. Otherwise, he's, you know, a top five quarterback in the NFL. Are you about to tell me it's between Jalen Hurts and Joe Burrow? Is that no, what oh God, no, me? no, no. Hurts is a top 10 quarterback. Hurts is a top 10, maybe top, top seven. Hurts is the top seven quarterback in the NFL. I'm going to have to say at the moment, it's probably between Burrow, Mahomes, or. Oh my God, I don't know, actually. It's probably between Burrow, Mahomes, and I'm going to have to go Mahomes. Or not Mahomes, Burrow. Burrow is <laughs> okay. probably my top quarterback. Who would you because, say? No, because I thought you were just like not going to even put Mahomes in there because you didn't like him for some reason. But No, I mean, I don't like the guy, but he's still he's still a really good quarterback. Like, Yeah, know, for, a second, a for a second, no. I thought you were going to go Jalen Hurts or Joe Burrow. I was okay. like, okay. you know, I'm a delusional Eagles fan, but I'm not that delusional. All right, so should we go for, for the picks, the game picks? Have we given them for this game? I don't think we have. Who's your top quarterback? You didn't answer it. Oh, it's uh, it's Mahomes. It's Mahomes. Yeah, no, Mahomes. No, yeah, top three. Uh, Mahomes, Burrow, and probably. I feel like there's more. Probably, probably Josh. I guess yeah, Josh Allen. Yeah, that's fair. I feel like that's a lot of people's top three picks for this game. That's a good one. It is so hard for a team to go back-to-back Super Bowls, especially in this era where every team is so good. There's mm-hmm. more. There's not as much. It's not as much parity. Uh actually, no. That's a bad. No, there is parity, but I wouldn't say it's as bad as like the '90s, where it was, you know either Cowboys, 49ers, or you know the Bills for the first four years in the '90s. I don't know. What do you? What's your? Actually, you go first because you asked. You asked it. <laughs> okay. Um, for, for this one, I'm I'm hoping there's overtime. I'm gonna say there'll be overtime. Um, I, on top of the point that you said about going to back to back Super Bowls, I think it's gonna be extremely hard for Burrow to beat Mahomes four times. That's crazy. If they lose, he'll have beaten him four times. Um, especially at home, I just can't see that. That's that's too much. So I'm gonna say the Chiefs win. In the end, they'll win thirty. I'm gonna say they'll win thirty-five to thirty in overtime, and the the Chiefs will go back to the Super Bowl and play the Eagles because of my last pick. Yeah. I'm gonna go Bengals because you went Chiefs in this okay. one. We can't both we can't both go the same team in this one, even though even though we both chose the Eagles, that's the only exception. Uh I'm gonna go Bengals. I think they can do it. It's not gonna be easy, but they've done it two weeks in a row with a patchwork offensive line and they've made it work really well. 
I mean, they took down the Bills single, like, very easily. Very easily, they took down the Bills with a patchwork offensive line. And what was thought to be, you know, one of the top defenses in the in the league with the Bills. I think they can hand they can go up against that Chiefs defense, which isn't, you know, it's good. I'll give them that they're really good defense, but they aren't like world beating. That's you know, true. They're not, they're not, you know, they're not an Eagles defense. They're not a you know, what we thought was the Bills defense or, you know, something along those lines. I don't – both of these defenses aren't world-beating. There are holes in both these defenses for sure. I'm going to go Bengals. I think they're a bit more high-powered of an offense, and that's saying something. It's a hot take, but I think you have three capable pass catchers, you know, probably two true number ones in T. Higgins, and Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase is your bona fide number one. T. Higgins probably could be your a, a number one on another team. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go with the Bengals. OT game. 38-35 Bengals. Going to be an Evan McPherson field goal to win it. Okay. Yeah, like he's it. been sh- He's been shaky. He's been really shaky this season, but I think he comes through in the clutch uh, for the Bengals in this one, and he'll send them to the Super Bowl the second straight year, go up against the Eagles on February 12th, which is a long... I mean, that is a... That's three weeks. It's a while before we see this Super Bowl, so it's going to be a minute. But it is definitely, I think it's going to be Eagles Bengals, in my opinion. So it is going to, I think it's going to be interesting if that ends up happening. For sure. Yeah. And uh, I guess we could talk about this later, leading up to the Super Bowl. Um, we never talked about the uh, the new flag football stuff for the, the Pro Bowl. Just we quick, can talk about it. Just yeah, quick, quick thoughts talk. on it before. What do you think yeah, about what do you- it? I was just going to ask you the same thing, but I think, um, I don't know. I think the pro, the old pro bowl used to be a big deal. And I think a lot of players like that. I think what they had, I don't know. I I think it'll be good. Again, it's more of a gimmick now. Uh, it is going to be gimmicky games, but it is fun. Like I'd much rather watch, you know, offensive linemen like Quentin Nelson, like absolutely throwing darts at people and dodgeball or, you know, the obstacle race, which they do every year is great. They do a great job with that. Um, I think it'll be fine, honestly. I mean, at this point, a lot of you're trying to get as many viewers as you can. You're trying to make it as entertaining and fun as possible. Uh, and I think by making by doing mini games, I think it's going to make it fun. For a lot of people to watch, and you're actually going to have people tuning in to see these kind of mini games and see their players and you know normal recreation sports. You know, it'd be great kickball. I would love to watch NFL kickball. That would be fantastic. That would be something to watch. That's something these these football players can do a lot kicking. I don't know if they're as athletic as they are. I'd love to see some of them try to kick. That's it. what I'm saying. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. It'd be hilarious. You get but, one kicker. Yeah. You get one kicker for per team. That's it. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, the the kickers, yeah, that would be that'd be interesting to see how they approach the kicking that. But yeah, I think it's uh, I think it's pretty cool. I like the idea of flag football. Payton and Eli coaching either each conference. That's gonna be pretty cool for some funny moments on the sidelines. But yeah, I, I am looking forward. Maybe uh, maybe I'm looking forward to it more than I have with the regular Pro Bowl, just because this one's a bit different, something different. Flag football teams, the either uh, side can try something new. So. Uh, I think it's cool to see it. Like you said, I think different people who don't just love watching guys hit each other can tune in and think it's funny or just uh, watch flag football for a little bit. Um, I like what they're doing with it, though. Uh, I'm on board. Yeah, I think it's I think it's a good idea. Ultimately, again, you're trying to you're trying to figure out the best way possible to get as many viewers to the NFL as you can. So I think by using these mini games, which you know put players in different situations and like you said, hitting people in the field, it's going to make it more entertaining. You're trying to get more people as possible, importantly, more money into the league, even though they don't need it whatsoever. So I think I'll like it. It'll be interesting. I'll watch, I'll probably watch a fair amount of the events, but you know, we'll have to see how it goes, but this has been first, the Moose conference championship preview this weekend, NFC and AFC championships. We'll see who moves on to the Super Bowl be on February 12th in Phoenix, Arizona. That'll be a fun one for sure. I think the Waste Management Open is that weekend as well. So that'll be a amazing weekend if you're trying to make a bachelor's trip to Phoenix. But thank you again for listening to this week's episode of First and Moose presented by U92 The Moose, the student radio station of West Virginia University. I'm sounding off for myself, Patrick McCabe along with my co-host, Manny Mardiege. Thank you again for listening, and we'll see you next week to recap this conference championship weekend, and hopefully we get we get our picks right, making an Eagles-Bengals Super Bowl. Thank you again for listening, and have a good rest of your day.